Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, good morning. 
You, I awoke to great news today that you shared. I don't know if you want to share or not, but it's on my mind. Tisha McKenna. <laughs> well, that that was good news. So Tisha had sent an email out this morning uh, to me and a couple of her friends, and she had just gotten notified that she won the songwriting contest with the Western Music Association for the traditional Western song. And so congratulations to the Tennessee Vice President, Tisha McKenna, for that great award. And then I was notified again by uh, Aspen Black, who is a Tennessee chapter member, and she won for the Gospel Album of the Year. So both those girls get a half-page ad in the Western Way and uh, tickets to the convention in November and a $1,000 check. So that's like pretty cool. That's I know very who to cool. go I know who to go to to borrow money from now. That's a cool thing. <laughs> that is a cool thing. <laughs> hey, we have a we have an award winner on the show today. And uh this guy is just one of our favorites to have on. It's been a while since he's been on, but who's going to be joining us today? Oh, I can't wait to be chatting with Sid Masters and listening to his music. All right, so this could be a lot of fun talking with Sid today on the Campfire Cafe. And then in the second hour of the show, it's going to be Saddle Up America with Backcountry Horsemen of America's chairman, Mr. Mark Hemmel. And we're going to be talking about a special program that they're going to be announcing as well. So. A lot of great music, a lot of great conversation coming your way today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. But right now, I got to play this song, Bobby. You know, <laughs> this is I know <laughs> one of my favorites from Sid Masters, and I and I get up in the morning and I fry bacon, and uh, it's not in the nude, but this is his song. Frying bacon in the nude, Sid Masters. We're going to be back in just a moment to talk with Sid today on the Campfire Cafe. Frying bacon in the nude, that is what I like to do, because it reminds me of you. Frying bacon in the nude, fishing in a lightning storm, waving metal in the air, standing in a Water, you surround me everywhere. I remember when we walked hand in hand together. We made quite a match, just like scissors and leather. It is what I'm thinking of when I dream about our love. How it reminds me of you Frying bacon in the nude Mais la barre, mais en fait, mais l'avance, la nuit. 
blew the day Frying bacon in the news That is what I like to do Cause it reminds me of you Frying bacon in the news I remember when we walked Hand in hand together We made quite a match Just like scissors and leather Oh, it is what I'm thinking of When I dream about our love How it reminds me of you Frying bacon in the news. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Welcome and back we're to back. the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Radio Network. We just heard one of my favorites. That's why I was I was just dan- dancing along. Frying bacon in the nude by today's <laughs> guest, Sid Masters. <laughs> Sid Masters is an award-winning American singer and songwriter of traditional Western music. Listen closely. You'll hear the influences of jazz, blues, classical, big band, swing, gospel, and folk all come together in his writing and arrangements of Western music. In February of this year, Sid ventured into the Pecos Wilderness in the Rocky Mountain High Country of New Mexico and spent a week in a remote cabin away from all worldly contact. The result, a thoroughly captivating, entertaining, and at times either toe-tapping or thought-provoking album of 14 songs. Appropriately titled Cabin Songs, Sid invites you to build yourself a fire, pour a cup of your favorite beverage, and enjoy some of his finest songwriting to date, and that's just what we are going to do. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a multi-talented performer whose favorite hobbies include fishing high country streams, card games, camping in remote locations, and learning old, new songs. Welcome, Sid Masters. Howdy. Howdy. That sounds, that sounds great. I can't wait to meet that guy. That sounds marvelous. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Sid. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so yeah, much for funny. having me back. Well, you're welcome. It's funny how many times I get up in the morning making bacon frying bacon, and and I just start singing that song. I mean, it's so much fun. So much fun. Uh, it's going to be the song featuring... I'm probably going to be remembered for. I'm sure my husband will have something uh, that includes that. Uh, gosh. Well, it's a great song. Great song. Hey, we're going to be featuring a lot of music from Cabin Songs today, and uh, there'll be a lot to talk about a lot of things to catch up on i was going i was going through your website earlier today and there were a couple of things that i want to ask about that just kind of jumped out at me and uh and first of all uh i i saw that in 2020 you were named ambassador for the guitars for vets program can you tell us just a little bit about how you got involved and what that program is Oh, I'd love to. It's a great program, and I was honored to be asked to be an ambassador uh, for that. What they do is uh, it started out by a simple meeting, the guy who founded the whole organization and uh, a returning veteran who was suffering from PTSD, and uh, he was giving him guitar lessons and found that 
when this guy played the guitar and worked with music, that he was a different kind of person, that the stress that was, uh, you know, infiltrating his mind uh, from, you know, things that happened overseas and such went away. And so he started thinking, can I, can I spread this to other people? And the guy who founded it, his name is Patrick Nettesheim. Uh, he started this whole organization called Guitars for Vets. And what they do is they provide guitar lessons and guitars to uh, veterans in the same situation, returning vets, uh, PTSD vets, things like that, as a form of therapy. And it's really marvelous and it really works. And then uh, they, they just give them these guitars. They have sponsors like uh, Gibson. I think Yamaha has been a sponsor. Uh, and they have uh, people all over the country that give the lessons. And, uh, yeah, when I was asked to be an ambassador for that, that's not just somebody who gives lessons. We actually help spread the word and uh, tell people what they what they do so they can go and visit the website. You can donate there to the to the cause or you can – uh, give them guitars if you have them, things like that. They take they take old guitars. I've gotten a bunch of old guitars from people that I've turned into them, and it's a great program, and I'm so happy to be proud of it. Well, it is it is a great program, and uh, and I've actually seen the founder uh, being interviewed here in Nashville, and and so it's a great program. You know, it's amazing, Sid, what both music and horses do for people. And, of course, I love both music and horses, and equine therapy works so well for these guys. But music can just turn your world around and uh, and make such a change. So I'm so happy well, that you can. got involved with that. Well, anybody who plays an instrument, especially a guitar, I mean, you know, your, your whole world sometimes can turn upside down. Life as adults is what it is. And when I sit down and hold my guitar, it all goes away. It does that for me. That's that's my friend, no matter where I'm at. And I can play it. I can sing a song. I can uh, get in deep into what I'm never doing. And it just it just it can fix everything. It really can. And so when yeah. they asked me, I was like, Yeah, I want. To. Plus, one of my guitar heroes, Tommy Emmanuel, is also an ambassador. Oh yeah. And yeah. so I was like, Yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. An old Nashville guy. I must have to ta- I must have to brag on Tommy Lewis here in Nashville now. But yep. uh, one of the super talented guys, really, really. But thank you for what you're doing with uh, with that program, and for being the My ambassador pleasure. for that as well. So, well, let's get to some music. Tell us about the first song that we're going to get to, and this is High Country Trail. Well, when I was in that cabin you described up in the Pecos Wilderness in the High Country of New Mexico, uh, I just spent a, a week there. And I went there specifically to unplug from the world. No cell phone, landline, television, Wi-Fi, Internet, nothing. There wasn't anything up there. And so I just wanted to write songs and see what I would come up with when I didn't have any outside interference. And I'll start by saying no matter what you do for a job, I highly recommend that to everyone. Uh, it's it's amazing the, the amount of garbage going on in our heads. <laughs> and when we get away from it, uh, there's so much clarity that I didn't know was there. But uh, High Country Trail is, uh, I was sitting looking out the cabin window. Uh, There's a big picture window that looked over a meadow into a forest, and then the uh, uh, Pecos Baldy Mountain was beyond that. And uh, I would just look out the windows and get song ideas, and I was looking out the window one day and thinking, you know, if I was up on that mountain and I was cowhand doing some work, uh, what would it be like when I got home? Uh, so I pretended I was kind of like a line writer, you know, I'm gone all week and then I just get back uh, on the weekend 
and uh, uh, see my gal, and then I go back out again. And that's not that hard to imagine being a touring musician because that's yeah. what I do pretty much all summer, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's kind of kind of similar. I'm just in a pickup instead of on a horse uh, for, in the same scenario. So um, that's where I got the idea from. It's just uh, a song, you know, it's put in a Western setting, but it's a song that everyone can relate to about uh, getting back home to uh, where the fire burns, it keeps you warm. There you go. Well, this is High Country Tale, a trail, and it is from the CD Cabin Songs. We're talking with Sid Masters today on the Campfire Cafe. I've been working all week, riding the fence again. One man's wages for the work of two men, but I pay no mind to this old Bob line. My saddle's on and it's good to ride down the slope of the North Ridge line to where the fire burns that keeps me warm. High country train. Take me where I want to go, where my horse steps light across the alpine meadow, through the aspen grove, in the dancing sunlight, to my cabin where she waits for me tonight. Here in the backwoods, picking on the front Washing down the sunsets with loving and moonshine, we sing out loud of our lives so proud. Hear the water giggle by while laughing out the dreams that brought me tapping footsteps on the pathway to our home. High country train. Because it's always good to come home Even better when you've got someone to come home to Where she waits for me tonight 
talking with Sid Masters from his new album, Cabin Songs. And um, Sid, you and I have known each other a very, very long time. I've been a fan from the very first time we met. This is another fabulous album. I can't stop playing it. (laughs) And um, musically, it's so lush and gorgeous. and, And the words, you know, dancing sunlight, when you just listen to your lyric and throughout all the songs, I like to just close my eyes and imagine that I'm looking out that window with you or I'm riding along with you. It's just, thank you, Sid. This is a really, really fabulous album. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Um, I've also been a fan of yours for years, so we've enjoyed (laughs) each other's talents. And that's what I like to do with lyrics. I like to try and paint some kind of picture that people can sort of disappear into when they listen to the song. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that's working for you. Yeah. You um, you write a lot on your website. And I think the last time you were on, I asked also, because I think listeners are interested in things like guitars. And I've seen pictures. I think you have a guitar room that's just got guitars on the walls like they're like they're paintings. But I know that you have a favorite and um, named for your granddad. Is that right? Yep, Roy is my favorite guitar. That's the one I play almost all the time for cowboy shows. Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about Roy? Yep, Roy is a 1968 Takamine Harade nylon string guitar. And um, for about 18 months, uh, Takamine had a guitar maker named Harade, and he used better woods and thicker tops. and uh, it made a nicer sounding guitar, and it's a wonderful playing guitar as well. And I just kind of lucked into it because I ended up inheriting it, uh, passed down to our family. My grandfather uh, passed it down to my father, and then my dad sold it to me for 50 bucks. Oh, oh wow. Well, he was always looking for an edge, you know. Dad had his. I started <laughs> to say, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're both passed away, which is good because if they saw one of the recent appraisals for it, they'd they'd really be upset. Uh, But uh, (laughs) I just kind of lucked into it. It's a great guitar, and um, I like playing a nylon string guitar. You know, my shows are a mix of my songwriting and old Western music, including very old post-Civil War era cowboy songs, Mm -hmm. where steel string guitars did not yet exist. Uh, those mm-hmm. were invented somewhere around 1900. And so all those old trail songs were all singing and loving from way back when, you know, the uh, riding old paints and that era. Uh, those are all played on gut-strung guitars in, uh, that the cowboys and ranchers would get from uh, from the Mexicans and, and, and the Spaniards because those are the guitars they were all playing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, I like I like having the tradition of that as, as part of my show. Now, nylon is the modern day equivalent of uh of um you know the old 
gut string guitars because you know, like I say, you don't you don't have to kill a cat guitar strings. <laughs> <laughs> and you never we use have friends that would be thankful for that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you never you never you never use a flat pick or finger picks of any kind. No, I don't like picks. Uh I don't ever use them. Um Yeah. Uh I like the freedom of all of my uh fingers to be able to pick. I do a lot of finger picking. And I yeah. uh, don't use a flat pick. Uh I just don't like anything between my hands and the guitar. And the guitar. Mhm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. just like to be holding it. Uh I don't know if that's because of other instruments I played, you know, my first instrument was saxophone. There's no pick. Uh I played yeah. bass both upright in orchestras and then uh, electric in bands when I was younger and there's I didn't use a pick and of course there's no pick with a piano or an accordion that I play and stuff. So right, I guess I just right. A pick feels foreign to me. Uh, there are some advantages to it, but there's some advantages to not holding it too. I have like an extra finger because I don't have to hold the, <laughs> the pick between my thumb and my index finger. So. I love watching uh, you play. I'm not a musician, as everybody knows, so I don't really know what I'm watching. But I like to try to sit up close, like when you're at the range or someplace where we can get kind of close, because I just love to watch your fingers on the guitar. Um, I like that with bass players too. There's just something magical about what, you know, watching what the fingers do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. I do the same thing to other players too. It's uh, it's watching the rhythm of the movement of the hands can be a enjoyable part of experiencing the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gary's got the next song that we're going to listen to, and we'll get right to it. You can set it up a little bit. Is the old log cabin? Tell us a little bit about this song. Well, this is the last song I wrote in the cabin. Um, it, it turned out when I have all, had all this time to have a clear head and write, I had a lot of uh, oh, reflections on family and, uh, and life and stuff like that that uh, came out through some of these songs. And the old log cabin, uh, was the, the line in it is, you know, I'm putting my feet up in the old log cabin. I literally had my feet up on uh, a, a little ottoman while sitting on, in a chair and holding a guitar and writing this song. And uh, there's some uh, references to, you know, some of the influences I had growing up. I grew up in the North Woods of Wisconsin before moving west as a teenager. Uh, and then uh, my grandpa Roy was a working cowboy out west. And then, of course, I when I lived out west, I worked on ranches for a while and owned a ranch for a while. And uh, so there's just some of that that comes through the lyrics, but mostly the summary of that song is, you know, it's the last collection of the cabin songs part of this uh, CD. And it's just kind of uh, a reflection on life as well as a reflection on the week that I was there kind of combined into one. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a great song. It is the old log cabin be back and talk more with Sid Masters in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. I'm putting my feet up in the old log cabin taking a pen in my Write down the stories of the old time woodsmen and how they had lived with the land. The lessons they'd shown me, the skills they'd loaned. 
Sid Masters, and I can kind of visualize myself right now back up in East Tennessee sitting in the cabin with my feet up, big cup of coffee, and just forgetting the troubles of the world right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I need to be doing that. I need to do that. Hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, again, I was going through your website, and if you haven't looked at his website, take a look at it, SidMasters.com, and that's S-Y-D. Sid. But uh, but I noticed uh, another interesting thing that I had to ask you about, and that is you are the cultural ambassador entertaining secret service departments of 26 foreign countries in the diplomatic security anti-terrorism, that's a mouthful, assistance program. <laughs> what? What that is, is that? How did that happen? Yeah, that's a mouthful. Well, uh, that was a great experience uh, in my life. I, I, was, I was a musical ambassador for the USA. What takes place or took place uh, is uh, the secret service agencies or the equivalency of a secret service agency from foreign countries would train with uh, our um, 
U.S. training troops because we had, um, you know, better equipment, facilities, uh, knowledge, all that stuff. And uh, some of that took place here, some of that took place overseas. And so uh, they would enter into a four- or six-week course, and part of that course was um, listening to the music of our country, and that was that was my part, as well as oh, wow. just uh, interacting with them quite a bit and talking to them and answering thousands upon thousands of questions <laughs> that wow. they have for me. So uh, it was a great experience. Yeah, 26 different countries. That was um, myself and when the band was uh, uh, Uncle Bob and Slim Jay. And okay. we had a great experience, and I have these big pictures from all of them in this big book. It's great. It was a really good experience. Uh, I enjoyed doing my part to uh, help them protect their presidents or kings or queens or or dictators or whatever <laughs> they had. I don't think we did any for dictators. But, um, <laughs> uh, and and it, it was, you know, it was, it was a worldly experience. It was great. It was it was really something. And, and what happened is we were playing one night, and the guy in charge of the program came in and heard the band, and he goes, I know what I'm going to do with you guys. And he got my phone number and called me like two weeks later, and that's what happened. So. Oh, wow. 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 Well, now, if it's not a secret, where did this take place? Well, I don't know if I can tell it you. It may be a secret. <laughs> yeah, it could be a secret. You may have to kill um, you. Tell it me. took place yeah. uh, on military bases. Okay. All right. Okay. Enough okay. said. I'm surprised no one has at least tried to kill me for all the things I've learned Uh. over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I just had to ask that question that was so interesting to to see that that, uh, cultural ambassador entertaining Secret Service Department. And for 26 countries, it's like, what? What is this? But anyway. Well, you know, well, let's get back doing, to... doing what I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I was just going to say that doing what I do, um, I've been very blessed to have opportunities I otherwise would not have. So when you decide that you're going to be a Western music recording artist slash cowboy singer, songwriter... Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the goal, pretty much the top goal in the end is to break even. That's, that's just the nature of it, right? <laughs> so oh, along, along the way, if you're lucky, I get to yeah, do if you're lucky. Yeah, right. I get to do some really cool things, and I am fortunate and very blessed because of it. And that was one of those things. Uh, places I've got to go and things I've got to go and people I've got to meet is because is, is I can play music and entertain people and be part of their world in that way. And it is uh, a very good piece of fortune for me. So I just just want to say that. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, we're going to get to another song from the CD, Cabin Songs. And this is going back to Texas. And uh, anything you want to tell us about going back to Texas? Great old cowboy song written in the 1920s by Carson J. Robeson. And uh, I first heard this song played by Don Edwards. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. He played it uh oh at one of the I can't remember exactly which one, one of the many California cowboy gatherings that um I was at that he was at and uh I can't remember exactly which one it was. But I heard them and I go, Man, is that a cool song? And of course he yeah. was as happy as anything to tell me all the history about it and show me the song on the spot and where they were playing it and so I took it back and showed it to my band and we were playing it. This is like in I don't know, 
1999, 2000. Oh, wow. So we played uh-huh. it live for a few years. Then I stopped playing it. I wasn't playing it anymore. And then I, and then recently, I, it's one of those songs. that's like, hey, that's a great, cool swing tune from way back, and I want to record that song. And uh, it's just, it's just a good song. <laughs> It is a fun song. So we're going back to Texas with Sid Masters. We'll be back on the Campfire Cafe. Well, I started out from Texas about a year ago. I started out to make myself a name. I'm going back to Texas My heart is sad and sore My feet are tired They're getting mighty lame oh, I'm going back to my good old Texas home Home, home Down by the sleepy Rio Grande Where the lonesome turtle dove is grieving And the moon is shining on the sand Going back where the longhorn cattle roam And you know I'll never more be leaving Texas, all my rambling days are done All around this city I could not find a friend Looking for someone that I know Never mind your pity I don't need a friend I'm going home Never more to roam I'm going back To my good old Texas home Home, home Down by the sleepy Rio Grande Where the lonesome turtle dove Is grieving And the moon is shining On the sand Going back Where the longhorn cattle Roam, roam, roam And your best friend Bronco and your gun And you know I'll never more be leaving Texas all my rambling days are back that good old bronco mine and give me back that campfire when the day is done cause I wanna hear that lonesome coyote whine oh, I'm going back to my good old Texas home, home, home down by the sleepy Rio Grande where the lonesome turtle dove is grieving and the moon is shining on the sand Bronco and your gun And you know I'll never more be leaving Texas all my rambling days are done Texas all my rambling days are done 
great song to tap in, and that is going back to Texas. It is Sid Masters from his brand new um, album, uh, Cabin Songs. And um, Sid, uh, we've been having fun with our guests for the last several weeks, uh, talking a little bit about a road story. So um, if you want to take a moment and give us a uh, re- recall a situation that sticks out uh, in your mind of uh, something that occurred on the road or at a gig or a weird food you ate somewhere or last luggage or, you know, <laughs> anything okay. like that that uh, that jumps to your mind. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> just, well, just, as long as it's, just as long as it's PG. That's, that's all that right, matters. Right, right. Yeah. Any uh, any of us who have spent our lives driving around the country, you know, there's got to be some good stories. I mean, I've played music yeah. in 46 out of 50 states, so there's there's a lot of traveling that's taking place. I think uh, a fun, funny, interesting one that might be the Silver City Cowboy Jamboree in Silver City, New Mexico. Uh, this was the very last Silver City Cowboy Jamboree. Uh, we were the headliners, which, of course, Made us think that uh, it was our fault that it was the last oh. one, but uh, <laughs> so we're uh, we went down, we played. You know, there's always a daytime session one day and anything. And then we played the um, Saturday night show, and that was the wrap up and the Ehan. So then we went to a uh, local establishment. Uh, there was uh, one side was some live music, and one side was uh, uh, just a regular bar. And so uh, we were hanging out, and then there were some people came in who were at the show, and it was all it was all good times. Anybody who's been to cowboy gatherings knows that there's usually a a local watering hole or hotel place. Like people kind of gather afterwards and reminisce and all that stuff. So they were talking about how they enjoyed it. So we decided we we were going to sing them an impromptu uh, acapella song. So the three of us broke into some acapella, and everyone loved it, and we finished. And it was all good until one guy decides to come up and punch Uncle Bob in the chin. <laughs> For what reason, no one knows, knew, or will ever know. And uh, he just hauls off and, and uh, hits my guitar player, a lead player, and good friend Uncle Bob in the chin. And so oh, my wow. natural reaction is to grab him by his belt and shirt and throw him up on the top of the pool table. Where he then <laughs> rolled off the edge of the pool table and landed on the floor and didn't move. And I was like, oh. wow, I... I don't, I don't, did I really hurt that guy? And then everybody's kind of looking at him. And I go, is he okay? And one guy said, he's just really drunk. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and then and then he said, he's also the bar owner. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Like, really? And so then we look up, and we realize the bar has kind of a biker contingent that was over on one end. And I noticed that the bar owner that I just bumped off the table also has uh, the, the apparel that makes it look like he's going to be part of this biker contingent. And they're kind of closing in on us. And Bob's like, I want to know why that guy hit me. And I go, no, we need to leave. And he goes, I want to know. And I just grab him and Slim and we run out the door, and there's a crowd behind us. And it it, it would have looked a lot like a scene from Hard Day's Night, except it wasn't screaming teenage girls who wanted to rip us apart. It was a biker group. And so we're just running, and luckily we were a little faster. We got around the corner, jumped in the van, and took off out of there. And we still do not know why that guy hit Uncle Bob. <laughs> but that was a pretty funny, uh, funny experience, and um, I figured that you know, that's as good a story as any. <laughs> that's that pretty is good story. Good story as any. Pretty good story. 
Yeah, and it ended up well. It ended up well. You made your escape, so that was a good thing. Right. And this is this thing. is not our normal occurrence. We're not like a fighting cowboy band or anything like that. That's what kind of makes it unique. Is that, you know that that doesn't happen all the time. So. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. So did you did you ever you know while you were playing were you ever in any of the kind of bars where your your band was having to stay behind a screen or something so that they couldn't hit you with the beer bottles or any of that? Oh oh yeah, except there wasn't any screen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was that kind of bar, but there wasn't any fence or screen. No, it, when I was younger, you bet. I mean, I played every night in my in my 20s in, in a club somewhere, and not all clubs are, are as good as others. That's for sure. <laughs> oh gosh, we're gonna we're gonna have to have uh, this guy back talk more road stories, Bobby. I think. I believe yeah. we have to have him back. Oh gosh. Yeah, hey, let's yeah. listen so to uh Church Street Blues from the album Cabin Songs. And uh, uh let's take a listen to that. We'll be back in just a minute. I've got to kind of compose myself again. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hanging out of town, Lord, in that low-down rain. Watching good time, Charlie Prince is driving me insane. Up on shady Charlotte Street, all the green lights look red. I wish I was back home on the farm, Lord, in my feather bed. And I got myself a rocking chair to see if I can lose these thin dimes. Hard times, hell on Church Street Blue.
And I got myself a rocking chair to see if I can lose these thin dimes. Hard times in a hell on Church Street Blues. Sid Masters, Church Street Blues, another fabulous song from his brand new album, Cabin Songs. So, um, Sid, why don't you tell us a little bit about the backstory of this song we just heard? Well, Church Street Blues is a, you know, it's a flat picking classic um, written by Norman Blake. And uh, most people associated with Tony Rice, and uh, he made it quite popular. Um, uh, he's probably arguably the best, you know, flat top, flat picker we've ever had. And so uh, his singing and playing, uh, he was famous for. And so we always liked the song. There's a whole group of songs that aren't necessarily Western or cowboy that um, my band members and I play as we uh, tour around and go places. We'll throw one in a song here or there. Uh, we know a lot of songs, just from lifetime musicians. And so we have fun with a bunch. And when you have somebody like Milani who can play like that, we know a bunch of songs like that. So that was him mm-hmm. playing the Lonnie Otomer was playing the guitar and me singing, and it was just the two of us uh, just just sitting there picking and and singing, and this is one of those songs that um, you know we, like say we were at a trail ride or at a ranch party or something where things were loose it wasn't necessarily part of a show and we went to say hey let's play that one and we'll get that one out and we often played it as a whole band but I really like the sound of it with just a guitar and a voice that's the way I mm-hmm. chose great. to record it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. It is great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've been another thing I've been very fortunate of is uh, playing with really, really good musicians. Um, I've I found the secret over the years is just ask the best people to play with you, uh, have a lot of work, and pay them on time, and then they'll actually do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, tell us, tell us a little bit who who makes up the Swing Riders, your band, the Swing Riders. I know, I know, our good friend Gary Roller has been with you for a long time. Who else? That's is right. Part of Gary that? Roller uh, has been playing bass with me since two thousand and six. Wow. Um, and uh, he plays most of the shows. Uh, Jared Putnam, who we called Slim J, started with me in nineteen ninety eight. And played oh, up wow. until when Gary started. Yeah, I mean, he still plays on an. Uh, uh, he's going to play a bunch of shows coming up in uh, October with me, so he still plays. He's an upright bass player and one of the best. I mean, he's just one of the best upright bass players uh, you'll find. Texas, Nashville, everything combined. He's he's good slap player, everything. And so he'll be. We're going down to play with the Flying W Wranglers October seventh, and he's going to that show. And so yeah, he plays bass. So, and then uh, those have pretty much been the two bass players for years and years and years. Now on guitar, I started with Uncle Bob, and Uncle Bob plays uh, acoustic Who learned guitar, to dodge old... bikers. Yeah, he learned to dodge bikers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he plays mandolin, and he plays uh, banjo and harmonica and sings harmony. Uh, I met Uncle Bob at a poker game in the 90s. And I told him uh, what I did and that I had to re- I was replacing one of the guys in my band. And he told me all the things he played and sang. And I said, well, unless you're terrible, I'm, you're in the band. And, um, and he asked, he was funny because he asked me, what kind of music do you play? I said, I play traditional Western music and cowboy songs. He goes, sounds great, but do you ever get a gig? 
<laughs> I mean, it wasn't as popular then as it kind of grew into be, you know. And so um, he was surprised at how much work I had. So he joined the band, and, and he's still playing. We played, we played last week. We got stuff coming up. Uh, and then Lonnie Otomare was uh, – we called him Lonnie O. He played with me steady for about 10 years until just a couple years ago. Uh, he's the guy who's just doing that flat picking on uh, Church Street Blues. And yeah. he's a real accomplished player. He's playing his old Martin on that. And he now lives in the northwest of the USA up in Washington State. So we don't uh, do as much together. Things where it's maybe in his region we get together. But I miss him. He's also a fabulous singer, har- harmony singer, one of the best. Oh, and wow. then, there's, then there's Craig Rivera. Craig Rivera is also a really good lead player and uh, could also – grab the bass if one of the guys couldn't make it on bass and play that as if he'd been playing the, all the songs all his life. Oh, and wow. those are pretty much everybody over the last 25 years. I haven't had a lot of different members. Uh, like I say, you know, I keep a lot of work going and pay them on time and they, they keep showing up. They keep showing um, up. Uh, <laughs> you do. Uh, and, and lately I've been playing with a guy named Danny Winters on guitar who teaches for um, the city of Albuquerque. I teach his guitar to the students. He's hmm. he's really great too. So uh, again, I've been blessed with being surrounded by really good musicians, and so those are the swing writers, um, for for the for the most part. Um, you know, other people sit in with us and do other things uh, here and there, but those are those are the main the main guys over all the years. Really, just kind of four or five guys. You know. Wow. Well, well, you've got a great sound and and a great group of players with you as well. So for folks that are listening around the world today, tell us again what your website is. Okay. My website is SidMasters.com. Just remember to spell Sid with a Y, S-Y-D. Masters is just how it sounds, SidMasters.com. As a child, my parents were smart enough to add .com to my name. They were full of figures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So folks can go there, pick up your music, and uh, and follow your tour schedule from there as well. And uh, where, where where will you be playing next, Sid? Well, uh, during September, uh, you know, I always have a really busy summer season right through Labor Day. We play about 80 to 85 dates every summer in a 100-day stretch. So the first two weeks of September are always just kind of a – recovery time so we have uh some conventions uh, and some things like that and some private shows going on in september but then in october we'll be playing for the uh, albuquerque balloon fiesta uh oh, wow. at the rv park so if you have one of the motorhomes in their giant sea of thousands of motorhomes at that event uh you can come to our thing we're going to be playing a couple times at uh sandia casino in october uh for the uh uh, the art festival that takes place there. I've been doing that. Uh, that's a lo- my longest running gig. I've been playing that over 25 years with those people. Oh, wow. And wow. Yeah. Wow. We do it every year. It's so, so much fun. I see a lot of people, you know, it's just, it's just good times. Uh, some other private stuff. And then, uh, like I said, on October 7th, I'll be in Rudoso, New Mexico at the flying J Chuck wagon. One of the finest Western music establishments in the whole world. Great band. Great wow. place. We'll be down there with the Flying J, and then the Bardi Wranglers will be there as well. They're doing a, we're whooping it up that weekend. All right. And, All right. Uh, you know, a lot of Christmas shows. Oh, and the, the um, International Western Music Association Dance in November. Yes. 
All right. November All right. 8th. November 8th, yes. The 8th. All right. All right. Well, you are a tremendous guest. This album is fantastic, so I'm going to encourage folks to go to the website, sydsidmasters.com. That's his last name, .com. And uh, pick up the album, <laughs> Cabin Songs, and, and the other albums that he has there as well. And, uh, Sid, we're going to close this out with Keep the Good. And uh, anything you want to say about that before we go? Well, Keep the Good is a song that had kind of been, the idea of it was resting in the back of my head for a long time. It's a song I wrote for my son, who when he was a little boy, told me half of everything he learned, he learned from me. I thought, that's a cool thing for him to say. <laughs> and then I thought, well, wait a minute. <laughs> and what about the other half? Which half? <laughs> and so... Uh, the idea was always there, and then when I was up in the cabin, you know, free of the outside world's influence, uh, the ideas just came through, and uh, I recorded this in what you might call kind of a guitar orchestra fashion, completely the opposite of the Going Back to Texas song you just played, which was just our, my three-piece trio just sitting down and playing. This has about four or five different guitar parts in it to give it the sound I was after, and... Uh, I really like the lyrics, the way they came out of this song. I think they can apply to anyone who has a son or a daughter or any child. Uh, I think it uh, is something that we all should hear and, and think about. Well, it is a great song, a great way to end this segment of the show today. And Sid Masters, we look forward to having you back with us real soon, my friend. Thank you, and thank you for having me on again. And everybody, this world is full of welcoming people. Turn off that TV and get outside and find them. They're waiting for you. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> this is Keep the Good, Sid Masters. I wish I had a family. Tell me what to do when you give me that love I wish I had the answers when you ask me why At times I was so eloquent, sometimes I run and hide But the day that you told me you had more, you know You had learned from me, I worry I wonder which hand you had chose to retain. Now all that I can say is, son, keep the good. Leave behind the things you know you should. When making life choices, use lessons you have learned. Please keep me in mind, just keep the good. I had a camera making negatives of all the opportunities I've let fall through the sieve. There'd be 10,000 pictures, each with a thousand words. The 10 million ways I choose to put life in reverse. Now, son, do remember tomorrow is the way to cleanse all your mistakes of yesterday think back upon our time
And the West is its wildest, wherever he's at It's a blessing more than a curse Mamas could do a whole lot worse Then see the baby Grow up to be cowboys They'll ride tall in the saddle Live close to the land Choose the battles and take a firm stand Put their hat to their heart When they see your glory Be a part of the legend Be a part of the story Oh mamas, I hope that your baby Grow up to be cowboys God gave him a bride, God gave him a home, God gave him a little buckaroo of his own. Now he's paying the bill, praying for rain. Oh, life lived well depends on the man, but living is sweetest when lived on the land. It's the greatest gift in the world. He can give to his boy Cause when a boy never outgrows his boots in his hat And the West is its wildest wherever he's at It's a blessing more than a curse Mamas could do a whole lot worse Than see your baby Grow up to be cowboys They'll ride tall in the saddle Live close to land Choose their battles And take a firm stand Put their hat to their heart When they see your glory Be a part of the legend Be a part of the story Oh mamas, I hope that your baby Grow up to be cowboys. Grow up to be cowboys. Grow up to be cowboys. That's Mary Kay Holt. Grow up to be cowboys. And now when she performs that song live, she ends it with grow up to be cowgirls. But uh, welcome back to Saddle Up America. And we are joined today by Backcountry Horsemen of America's chairman, Mr. Mark Himmel. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good, Gary. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I thought that that song was kind of appropriate today because you have a topic that you're going to cover that I think is extremely, extremely important. And that is youth and a youth scholarship program that BCHA has implemented. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, uh, this past April, you might remember, we celebrated our 50th anniversary. Uh, coming out of that convention that we had in Kalispell, Montana, uh, we sort of had some extra funds, and we wanted to do something special with it. So we developed this youth scholarship grant program uh, that would be directly in, with youth involved and where we could, you know, make an impact and sort of 
do, do something special. Get the get the youth out into the backcountry or put, put on events in an arena someplace where youth could get together and, and, and increase their exposure to uh, horses and mules. So that's the program that we well, developed. Uh, okay. And All right. Okay. And well, I, I just started to say one of the things that we talk about so often is the fact that uh, too many times today our young people are just stuck in a telephone somewhere or on their computer. I think most of the time today it's on their telephone. But to get them involved into the backcountry and into horses in general and in the outdoors is just really, really important. And so I'm I'm delighted that you guys have come up with the, with the youth scholarship program that you have. So when when can they apply and how do they apply and what are the requirements for that program? Well, we actually started it last Friday, so we wanted to hit this okay. time of year because that's when it's about the best time of year to ride or get out and do events. Not so hot, and uh, with the, it, it's open right now. Uh, our application process is very simple. They do need to be a BCH chapter or uh, a state or a chapter. Uh, you know, they, you know, IRS kind of keeps track of, you know, our funding and how, how it is spent. So that's what right. we require. But other than that, the application process is maybe nine things you have to submit information on, and then we write a check to you, and off you go. So we want to make it as simple as possible. That way, they could get out there yet this year, yeah, you know, th- this fall, okay. and and start spending money and and really making an impact. You know, reaching out and and grabbing those kids at a different time of year, especially when uh, school starting and or high school starting. You know, depending upon the age group you're you're, you're targeting. You know. So. so so I've got to ask: Is this scholarship program for? Uh, youth that are going to go into college or uh, describe it for me? I mean, how how does the scholarship work? It it can be. We didn't put any limitations on it. It it can be for anything. Uh, If it was a scholarship going towards uh, an equine, you know, would probably look better if if it was like, say, going for, you know, into an equine mm, scholarship thing, something like that you know, for, for the older kids. Uh, I'm going to say a lot of the 4-H programs are for youth, or I, I, I say youth, but from, say, 12 to 16. Uh, it could be arena events or sponsoring going to an arena event, something like that. We're actually putting on an event. You know, organization okay. or chapter could do that. Okay. So how many scholarships, uh, Mark, will you have available for people? Uh, I believe this year we're going to start off with a dozen. To see okay, how, that's to, quite a to few. Get started to, 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 you know, to get the information out there, then we can expand on it. And we're not limited to any one time of the year. That's just what we have readily available funds at the moment, and we want to get that, you know, uh, at least get a dozen done this fall, and then come spring we'll, we'll start it up again. Oh, that's yeah, great. That's up. great. And so you have, uh, and if I'm wrong, correct me on this, but I think is it 27 state chapters or is it more than that now? We are in 32 states right now. Okay. We just started right. Texas uh, back in April, 
and there's uh, 200 and let me see, I think there's 210 chapters. Oh wow! In those, wow! Wow! In those 32 states, so we're going to cover a large area. So, you are going to cover a large area, and so the scholarship uh, applications can be pretty much all across the country, with 32 correct. states that are in there. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you are listening today and you have young people. They need to get involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America helping keep these trails open, but they can also take advantage of a tremendous new scholarship opportunity that's available as well. So, Mark, are are applications available on the website now? Uh, Yes, they are. Uh, They're available on the website, or we have a link that you can get to. Let's say they've just contacted our executive administrator and at bcha.org and she'll give them, you know, the link to, you know, to get it on. Uh, we sent okay. the link out to the 200 chapters uh, on Friday. So uh, the link's all across the country at the moment. Okay. That's fantastic. Now, if you go to the website as well, if you, if you want to contact a state and become part of a state or a uh, local chapter, You'll be able to do that. You can find the states that are closest to you just by, I think, putting your zip code in, or, or how does that yep. work, Mark? Yeah, it's, it's okay. kind of neat. Uh, it, it, it's actually a store locator. Actually, Walmart developed it, <laughs> and, and we just modified <laughs> it a little. Uh, you, you just scroll down the page, right in the middle of the page, you'll see a map of the United States with all these teardrops of all the chapters in the United States. You just put your zip code in there, and it'll let you know where the closest chapter is to you. All right, so that's and, fantastic and way to do it. That. Yeah, fantastic yes, way, to do it. way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to encourage people that are listening, whether you're a young person or not. You could be an old person like me, but if you're not part of BCHA, find out where the chapters are and get involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and uh, and bring your children or your grandchildren along with you. In my case, that would be grandchildren, and uh, <laughs> and get them involved and get them involved. Yeah. So the scholarship program is great, and we we wanted to talk about that. So you can visit the website, vcha.org, and find out more about that. But, Mark, what other kind of programs do you have to get youth involved with Backcountry Horsemen right now? Uh, We do um, a a lot of the states do do have their youth uh, programs, and youth programs may be, uh, where they would bring, they would take the program to mostly to an elementary school or something like okay. that, a, a school, and then they have a day long where we bring horses in and we work with horses and get them exposed to horses in, in an arena type setup and really just sort of plant the seed for, for later in life, uh, depending upon the location. Uh, we can do day rides at that point too. Or uh, another of our programs that we use is uh, to, to get the youth out in the backcountry. We take uh, younger adults that, you know, with their parental permission, we supply the horses. And a lot of times we can get them into the backcountry, take them in up to six miles, something like that. Oh, and wow. expose them, you know, overnight camping with equines, something like that. Uh, we really try and expand people's horizons. Uh, a lot of the times we'll get into uh, arena riders where they hardly ever get out of the arena, 
well, then we'll sponsor an event and get them to show, hey, your horse can do a lot, and it's very easy to do. Uh, horses do well when they ride into the, you know, into the forest and into that country. So. Well, and I think it's great yeah. for horses to get out of the arena. You know, it's it's yeah. great for them and for their minds to get out instead of going around in a circle all the time or whatever they're doing yeah, in the in the arena. Well. Yeah. They do do very very well. And um, now you're in. Are you in Cowspell? Where where are you located? I am in Great Falls, Montana. Great Falls. Okay. All right. So, so what kind of backcountry riding do you have in your area, and and what do you enjoy getting out to do? Uh, besides clearing trail, you know, before we can ride them, we have to clear them. Uh, just right. this past weekend, I, I took some of our younger families up, and we rode along the Rocky Mountain front, and we actually got up in, in, up into a mountainside and, and rode along through there. Uh, it was their, a lot of them first time on a mountain trail. Uh, it would have been really a, a, a quiet weekend, except for we did bump into a grizzly along the way. So <laughs> we, had to, we did have to change our course a little bit <laughs> and give oh, the bear wide latitude. <laughs> so, yeah, they have right of way, I think, on those trails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they have the right of way. See, uh, other than see tracks in the mud, we didn't see it, but the horses and mules knew exactly where that bear was. So. Oh well, well, well. So. You know, I think I, I think I was on your Facebook page and I saw. Uh, uh, are you doing reels now on Facebook? Did I see yeah. a reel? Well, uh, I personally do not do reels, but my younger members, and I'll say younger, I, I say thirty is for the age group that's coming along very quickly at the moment. Right. And they're doing these reels as we're riding. You know, yeah. they're doing it, they're setting it up. And I get down the ride, and then they show it to me. I thought, how did you tell, spend time to do that? You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, believe gosh, it or not, I, that is the most widely viewed thing on Facebook right now. I can believe it. I can believe reel. it. Yeah, I can yeah. believe it. That was a great reel. I mean, some great trail riding, and some of those trails I'm not sure that I wanted to be on, but uh, because I'm not crazy about heights, you know, I got to tell you oh. that. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about it. Horses don't mind it. <laughs> no, they don't mind at all. They don't mind at all. They can't tell. But anyway, well, it's it's kind of an interesting thing to get the uh, the young people out, and I know that I have. Um, uh, one of my stepdaughters has told me several times, she said, I really want to go riding. And uh, and we haven't taken her out yet, but she is looking forward to doing that. So if you have children or grandchildren, uh, get them out and get them out on a trail. And uh, again, get them involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, I think we have three chapters here in Tennessee, or maybe four. So there, uh, there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah, plenty of opportunity to do that. And uh, as a matter of fact, our good friend, Robert the Trailmeister Eversole, sent me a message, and he said, I'll be flying into Nashville uh, while you're doing the radio show today. And so he's oh, okay. headed up to the Big South Fork, and he's going to do some... Uh, some work with the Backcountry Horsemen of America up in East Tennessee while he's here. Yeah. Oh, Robert. So that's, yeah, 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 that's, that's kind of a cool deal. 
So I promised him that I'd grill out for him or something, but it just depends on how the weather is, I think, <laughs> whether we do that or not. But uh, anyway, what other exciting news do you have about things that are going on with Backcountry Horsemen of America right now that people might need to be aware of? Well, we're we're just getting done our 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 summer projects, and that's when we start gathering up our information. Um, some of us have you, you know can ride all year long uh, up right. to Montana. We're we're forced. You know, we may get in a ninety day window to actually do trail work and get out there. Some snowfall is snowfall. And, yeah. um, you know, even though it's just the first week of September, I, I, I saw the weather change over the weekend, and I know it's snow, three weeks, snow is going to be here. So, or up I, in the You know, it's, anyway. yeah, it's kind, of, kind of amazing because I saw somebody that had posted, uh, my wife spent 30-some-odd years in Utah, and somebody had posted mm-hmm. one of the trails up in Utah this week that was just snow-covered already. And it's like, yeah. I, I can't believe that this year is going by so quickly, you know? So. Yeah, it, 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 you, you try and get a lot done, but sometimes you just can't. I mean, it's, I think up in Montana and Idaho, we have uh, 26,000 miles of trail. Uh, needless to say, you, you're not going to be able to ride on all, the, all that trail in, in one's lifetime. So you try and pick no. the scenic places you want to visit things like that or what you want to see and team up with a, find a chapter near you. And a lot of times uh, chapters this time of year, chapters ride into the back country or they'll do a, back, a pack trip for a week long. And a lot of people join in. They may not be members, but they'll join in for the experience and, and riding along with somebody that has the experience. That way you have a good time. That's yeah. 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 Well, it's an exciting, you know, this time of year is great for most people to get out on the trails. I mean, it really is starting to be trail riding season. Temperatures here in Tennessee this week are going to be in the 80s, and the lows at night will be in the 50s and 60s. And I I know I talked to a friend, uh, well, the last guest that we just had on is in New Mexico up near the Rockies. And he said, you know, our lows are going to be in the 40s. So the weather is really getting nice to be out on the trails for a big part of the country. And uh, and a great time to do that. And you know if you've been out on the trails, there are areas where you'd love to see Backcountry Horsemen of America out working and clearing those trails. So, again, I yeah. would encourage folks to get involved and uh, and do that. Again, the Youth Scholarship Program is now open with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and I think that's a $500 scholarship. Is that correct? It's a, it's a max of $500, yeah. Yeah, we okay. want to stretch our funding as far as we could go. And okay. usually youth events started, you know, they get into between – they'll spend in a day between 250 to 750 something like that. So we just pick 500, okay. and that way we could cover more. So. Well, I, th- I think that's great. And uh, uh, a dozen scholarships are going to be available this time around. So, you, again, you can go to bcha.org and uh, apply for those grants and scholarships. And, uh, and you can also find out more about Backcountry Horse from America and what their mission is and what they're doing to help keep the trails open across this great country. Mark, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. 
and uh, okay. we look forward to having you back. Are you, are you keeping Randy Rasmussen straight? That's that's a big question. Uh, I yes, have. I do. In fact, today I have him in Vegas at a BLM uh, meeting. So <laughs> <laughs> he's always doing something. Uh, I'm telling you, I hope it's dried out in Vegas. It was awfully wet this past week, I think, out there. So I oh. hope it's dry now. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, thank you for being with us today. And, again, go to bcha.org, get involved. And Mark Hemmel is the chairman of Backcountry Horse in America. Always good to talk with you, Mark. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much for All that. right. Well, you're okay. very welcome. We're going to be back in just a minute. This is Colts Became Horses, Trinity Seeley. Don't count them out, boys. They're coming around to the old cow bar.
Colts became horses. That's Miss Trinity Seely, a great song from her. A good friend of ours is Belinda Gale, and a few years ago she was out riding with another good friend of ours, Mr. Fred Wool, in Arkansas. She and her husband Bob, and as they rode along the buffalo, Belinda decided to write a song, and this is it. This is Along the Buffalo. It's Miss Belinda Gale. It's from her CD, Granite Mountain. Let's go. 
Today it was great to visit with our friend Mr. Sid Masters in New Mexico. He has a great album called Cabin Songs, so we're going to encourage you again to go visit his website, SidMasters.com, and that's S-Y-D, SidMasters.com. So visit that, get his album, get his other music, and follow his tour schedule as well. And then great to visit with Mark Kimmel. It was pretty cool that they have a youth scholarship program now that's available for folks. And that information is at dcha.org. Well, we want to remind you that you can tune in tomorrow at noon, not tomorrow, but on Saturday at noon Central Standard Time. We're live from Nashville. And my co-host on that show is my wife, Mary Kay Holt. We'll be visiting with great artists on that show from the bluegrass world, country music world, gospel, and Americana. So that all begins at noon central on Saturday. And then join us again next Thursday for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. You can hear all of our shows on our website at equestrianlegacy.net as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and most other streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Right now, let's take a listen to a song from Mr. Richard Oloyan and Steve Wade, one called Saddle Up and Ride. in your eyes There's no way you can disguise You're staring out there at the hills And wondering what's beyond the rise One thing is perfectly clear Nothing I can say will keep you here You won't be satisfied Till you saddle up and ride I guess I knew it from the start You always had a restless heart Sometimes the wind can blow you in Sometimes it just blows you apart One thing is perfectly clear Nothing I can do will keep be satisfied until you saddle up and
I'll be waiting here if you come back. Love fades and in time forgets everything but your regrets. Your burden's lighter when you go, the fewer you collect. One thing is perfectly clear. I would never try to hold you here. You won't be satisfied until you saddle up and ride. Until you saddle up and ride.